Welcome back to another episode of the Off the Pine Podcast with Jack and Trig. It is Jack speaking, and of course, Trig is here, my podcast co-host. How are you doing tonight, Trig? Not good. I've had better days. It's not a great day to be not a great day to just be a fan of my particular team at the moment. But seen some good basketball, so We'll get it. We'll get into that. We'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm happy about that. You know, just happy it's back. It's all you can. It's all you could ask ask for. Hey, Amen. You know, I haven't had the best day either. Lost my car keys. Um, Ooh, tough one. Can't find them. Um, they're on a golf course somewhere. Um, Jesus. So that's. Are you drinking? No, dead, dead sober. They just fell out, and um, that's I worse. Don't... That's that's even worse when you're when you're sober and you lose your things. You I don't know. even have an excuse. I know I, I feel uh, I'm ashamed of myself to be honest, and I'm gonna go back out on the course tomorrow and search and find. And I'm and gonna pro- and swing the ball better, right? No, I'm not even not even gonna bring my clubs. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna be walking <laughs> on the golf course. I'm gonna look like the greenskeeper. I might put yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna wear, but I'm gonna look like a local. Um, but hey, we're back with another episode today, and we're going. We're bringing it back to when we would do our four quarters of NBA content. And we have a little overtime special. We're switching things up, new things coming back. And uh, our first quarter is kind of reminiscent of what's happening right now, tonight. And it's so windy tonight. It reminds me of the windy city, the Chicago Bulls, Tyler Trigg. Let's see. So I'm actually wearing my Blackhawks tee tonight. You know, Connor Bedard's the future. He looks like a beast. So that's that's the one thing I got going for me right now. I don't even watch hockey. I just I just I just pop into the Twitter updates. But <laughs> but okay. So we got the report from Shams and uh, from the Athletic and everyone else saying that the Bulls and Zach Levine have kind of discussing like a pot the possibility of a trade and both sides are open to it. First things first. Like this is what we got to clear up. Nothing's happening. For quite some time. Quite some time. A lot of these newly signed players aren't even available to be traded till December 5th or is it the 15th? The 15th of December. The and then there's another date. Another February is like February 6th. Yeah, there's, um, I believe so. Time. So, yeah. bottom line is nothing's happening for at least a month here. And I, I mean, at the end of the day, we're still like in that evaluation period with a lot of these teams and just kind of seeing where these teams are kind of heading and before they make any desperate moves. But overall, I mean, here's the deal with the Bulls. Jesus Christ, this team sucks. It's time to – It's this is a sinking ship, and it's time to just throw it in. Um, Zach, in particular, has just, like, he's shooting 40 from the field, 33 from deep, just in- incredibly inconsistent every night, not finishing at the rim, just doesn't take good shots, Just it's just bad offense. DeMar DeRozan is just – his age is really showing this year. He looks a step slow. And people are just kind of figuring it out for him. I mean, he's shooting 43 and 32, just very average, below average splits. I mean, he's usually shooting around 50. That's what for he has a jump been. shooter, those are, those are below average numbers. Without- yeah. I mean, Vucevic is the most consistent guy out there offensively. I can count on Vucevic get 18 and 10 every night. I don't even care about the Vuce slander anymore. Like, he's consistent at least. And, and no there, from him every night. If there is not a, a bigger a, the the biggest red flag for a franchise to have, if Vucevic is your most consistent offensive player every night. That's bad. That is that bad. 
you're close to poverty. You're close. You're redlining. It's uh, I don't know. I, I kind of, I, the only two things I've written down for bulls are trade everyone. Um, I don't think you stop with Zach. I think you trade tomorrow for whatever you can get. I don't care if it's second round picks, get rid of them and trade right. for as many as you can too. Yep. yep. Let me, let me, let me, let me keep going. We're, we're, oh. we're, we're, on, we're, we're on a roll. We got to keep going. Okay, sorry, so, I just got so excited about trading everyone. Um, yeah, it's, you, I, the bulls got to figure out what they're doing. It's like, I agree. If you trade Zach, you don't stop, but knowing this poverty franchise they love continuity and they might just get in this thing where like let's just get winning pieces for zach let's just build around 34 year old demar de rosa on an expiring contract like it's the most bulls thing ever no they would gonna, do it. i can see it i can see it happening but like they shouldn't because like they're gonna they're gonna build around kobe white and patrick williams is what they're you, gonna you, you should trade demar especially on the expiring get what you can get you're not gonna get much but the most valuable asset on the chicago bulls right now is Alex Crusoe by far with the contract and what he does for a championship team. He is your most valuable asset. So if you're, so if you're actually, the bulls are actually trying to rebuild. That's what you have to do. Trade all three of those guys. Vooch is, you're probably stuck with him. I don't, I mean, he's on a $20 million deal, but like, I really don't know who desperately needs an offensive mind and center. No one particularly. does. No not one really. Does. And honestly, like he's not a bad guy. Like let no. him, let him just be, let your- him just let him go score 25 and 13 when all these guys leave. Like, that's cool. Someone on your team to score baskets. Yeah. It's so, sad to say, but uh, Steve Blake 2.0 has got to go. And yeah, and, uh, it's, I think every, t- we, this is the topic for another day, but I think every team that is serious about winning a championship should be do- looking at every option to get Alex Cruz. Alex Cruz. Yeah, I agree. The market's going to be crazy for him if they actually try to trade him. But um, in terms of Zach, like the market, I mean, it's weird. I mean, last year there was teams that were willing to probably throw three first round picks to the Bulls. Now we probably are looking at one, two tops. I think there's only one that team that really should sense. trade for Zach Levine. Yeah, there's. I have a few in my list. Um, yeah, because my my one is the Heat. I think the Heat are the only team that should maybe trade. For yeah. Them. So, and it's just like I don't know what the Bulls are gonna really get, like what they expect for return. I mean, I think the return is. It's like gonna be like a Bradley Beal return. It's gonna. I don't be know if it'll be that and salary and a pick. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna look like that. I mean, I know he doesn't have a no trade clause, but at the end of the day, this guy is a four four years left, making fifty million. People are worried about his knee. He doesn't play defense. He's having his worst one of his worst years ever so far. And I mean, yeah, Miami is one. You know, you. I mean, you have enough defense with Miami to like kind of cover Zach and. They desperately need offense. That's one team. I mean, the Lakers, a lot of people have talked about the Lakers. I wouldn't like it for the Lakers. I mean, you throw in Rui, D'Lo, they would keep Reeves on a, in, a, in a chokehold. They were not get rid of him. No. They'd give, him a, they'd give us a pick. The only way I think we would get Reeves if the Bulls are like, hey, we'll package Alex Crusoe with him. That's the only way I see us getting Austin Reeves. Because if you're the Lakers, you're like, ooh, it's enticing. Like, we won with- another really good scorer, and Alex Cruz was like really freaking good. Well, didn't they win? They he's- won their championship with. Yep, Cruz. you still and you, he's still on a great contract for three more years or two more years, and I mean, he's like, he's a winning player. He is a winner. 
He's a winner. And you get a great score to go with LeBron and AD. Another like, I mean, so and then the Knicks. I don't think the Knicks are gonna do anything. I don't. I don't like. I don't heard like Knicks and Sixers. The things I don't like about Knicks and Sixers is like, I don't think you can throw have two guards in your backcourt that are just negative defenders, like Brunson and Zach and Tyrese Maxey and Zach. And I don't like Levine taking the ball away from Brunson and Maxey as well. Because Zach Levine just, I don't know, man. He's with when Lonzo was there, it was different. He was cutting a lot more and taking a lot more spot up threes because Lonzo was just pushing the tempo and setting him up. But I mean, he just, it's just like he takes the ball and just chucks up a dumb shot now. It's just, it doesn't look good. Sacramento is kind of a team that was like, is like kind of like a, What's the what's the word I'm looking for? Dark horse, yeah, that I've heard mentioned. Just like, cause they're a good team, you know. Fox and Sabonis are great, but they're kind of capped out. Like I think Keegan Murray will be really good, but Quater and Harrison Barnes and second, third year Keegan Murray isn't gonna get you in a deep playoff run in the West. Like adding a third score wouldn't be the worst idea. I just I just don't like I know I if I'm a team trying to win I go for Caruso I stay the heck away from Zach Levine I don't want any piece of that the only reason why I say Miami is because Miami is a winning team a winning franchise and yeah can turn Zach Levine into a defender or a just an average defender we aren't we aren't getting hero though we aren't getting hero no, and you don't. I don't. I don't even think it would work. But that's the only team that I would see it working. Yeah, they're, they're, I, I'm saying like we're, the Bulls kind of just dug themselves into a hole. The return for the Levine's going to be not anything it used to be. And maybe they just the Bulls are just like, all right, this return's not good enough. Like, let's go trade Demar for whatever we can get for him. And then maybe trade Crusoe for. And it's just like rebuilding, rebuilding for what? Like the Bulls can't draft for shit. Patrick Williams fourth year. This is both be the big year. Dude shooting 32 from the field and 30 from deep. Dudes, I've been kind of on this train. I think he's a bum. I don't think he can play basketball. He already got benched this year. I mean, not, it's just like he has – he's a deer in headlights on a basketball court if I've ever seen one. Like, he just – the IQ is just not there. It's just n- no offensive creativity. It's, Wasn't he uh, – didn't you guys draft him over potentially drafting Jaden McDaniels? Just wondering. And Tyrese Halberton, yeah. And Tyrese Maxey, ooh, okay. Yeah, a lot of guys. We picked him at four. They're like, yeah, this dude's the next Kawhi Leonard. Yep, we, we just we – just, we found a diamond in the rough. Like, the Bulls thought they were geniuses. And then Dallin Terry bounces back and forth between the G League, and he's in year two. It's like, what are we doing with him? We draft this guy in the first round, and he doesn't put, go on the, an NBA floor. And the Julian Phillips kid we drafted is not playing. Like, it's just – don't draft well. Well, uh, I think I think we know the Bulls are nearing the uh, end of their media. So it's just a matter of the front office needs to stop being spineless cowards and trade everyone and just like figure it out. Like Lonzo's not coming back probably. Like we're probably never gonna see Lonzo play basketball again. You gotta like at least the front office should be thinking that way that Lonzo is not in the equation. He's yeah. out of the equation. So like. I don't know. I, I'm I'm over Zach personally. I, I just can't stop. I can't stand watching the Bulls this year. It's just like Zach and Demar trading bad shot after bad shot, and or Vooch taking a a three an open three from like a pick and pop and or a, a put back. Like it's it's just not good basketball. It's not winning basketball. Like I don't know. I I think if yeah, Caruso will be the the interesting piece to see if they move him because there'll be a. It like teams will be on him like vultures. 
Yeah, I think literal vultures. Every playoff, every competitive team is gonna make an offer for the Bulls for Alex Crusoe, which makes me think like we could we can maybe even swing two first round picks for him because it'll be a full out bidding war. Someone's gonna have to outbid the other team. Like we could damn near get two first round picks for Alex Crusoe. Like that's how valuable he is to a championship team. Philly is gonna be bidding. Um, I know Milwaukee wishes for sure. Denver would probably will probably bid too if they're smart. I mean, LA as well, Miami, a lot of teams, a lot of teams. Everyone, yeah, everyone. Well, I think it's time to uh, dribble into the second quarter of tonight's podcast, and uh, the second quarter. Yeah, and a more positive note here. Yeah, second quarter is a little bit more positive, and we're moving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> optimistic that. for sure. And we're moving into how country we're talking about the minnesota timberwolves uh the timberwolves after last night's defeat ended their 7-0 winning record uh winning streak and it was kind of a schedule loss you know back-to-back games are always kind of a schedule loss i looked it up only uh only 10 teams so a third of the lead have winning records in the last five seasons on uh games with zero days of rest so you know, only a third of the lead, and they're all pretty close too. So a lot, it's a pretty, it's a, they're schedule losses. But not tripping about it, yeah. Not tripping about it. But if you look at that seven-game win streak, and you look at the season that the Wolves have started, I mean, outside of last night, the last four games, Ant has had the seventh highest points per game at fifty-six percent from the field. Only Jokic has a higher shooting percentage of those seven players in points per game the last four games. And he's been number one in plus minus. I mean, he's he's the best guy in the court. Uh, for the season, Nas Reed, he's been averaging uh, 10th in points per game off the pine, 14.7 points. And shooting, I think I saw today, he's one of two players in the league shoot who's made over 100 points shooting over 50 from the field, 40 from the three, and above 95 from the th- uh, free throw line. Playing, he's playing and he's playing that contract well playing that contract well it yeah. is it is just crazy to see what else do i have on this sheet um but the real the real beat has been not Ooh, not, gonna get, not gonna get okay we can start on defense okay defense we've had the best defense in the league best defensive rating we have let's see for bench players we have three of the top seven bench players in terms of uh defensive rating and we have four of the top seven for starters so that's... And another fun fact, opponents against the Wolves are only shooting 31% from deep. Now you can say a lot Best of the, in the league by far. A part of that is definitely lucky, but a lot of that is we've just been defending the three ball. Oh, they're, they're closing out and they're long. Like Jane McDaniels is running out of dudes. Like I saw, we thought Rudy the other night, like literally just at the crunch time, just run out to the corner three and hit, get the block. Like, yeah, that and block it's effort. It's effort, and it's lanky. They have lanky ass dude. Seven. They have three seven footers on the court, this and Ant's not small either. This team is buying in to the defensive identity that Rudy tried to bring in last year, and Sweet. it was clunky Fun. last year, and it was and it didn't work out, and it had a lot of people pointing figure, fingers like, "Oh, this was the worst trade in NBA history." Yada yada yada. And so far, eleven games in, best defense in the league. Rudy looks like a DPOY. Ant looks like an MVP. He's playing defense. Cat, everyone likes to talk smack about Cat. Cat's playing defense. 
like this team is rolling and they're, they have an infectious play style and it's starting on a defensive end. And I do think Carl Anthony Towns is the key of this team. Six six games into this, six games into the win streak. A lot of smoke was talking about trade cat. We don't need him. And then what happens the next two games? Cash, please. 60 cash, please. You know, Trude, you can you can mute yourself while you're on the like while you're on the podcast. You know. Well, this is good content. Sorry. Uh, yeah, 60 cash, please. I've uh, yep, yeah, I've I've a hundred, so I just need 60 cash, please. What do you What do you possibly? Get back. The most you can get back is fifty three dollars. Then they you. they said it was thirty six. Oh my god. Oh my. Oh my god. I can. I'm just gonna mute you. Uh, yeah. So if I give you a hundred dollar bill, I tip you. Give you with a tip, I give you forty. Then you get I get sixty back. All right, we're muting him. So back to back to this team. Cat has been the he's the answer to this team. He unlocks the offense. This is a guy that can get twenty and ten. He's an efficient score, and we've been seeing it lately. I like I I could look up his last. I think he's been averaging like twenty five a night over the last four games. I mean, watch watching these last basketball games, he's been like coming back to that side of him that we saw a couple of years ago when he was an all star when he was an all NBA player. And we haven't seen it lately. A lot of doubters are rising. I can name a couple of them by name. I can name a lot of them by name. But I, I mean, I don't, I, I get it. You know, you see a guy struggling, you think you can find someone to do it better. And maybe he makes too much money and maybe we're going to have a hard time paying for all these players. I agree with that. But worried about this season and this season, he opens up our offense. He gives Ant a true guy to run with in terms of scoring the ball. Because who else is scoring the basketball on this team? We all love watching Kyle Anderson do his little hook shots, and no one likes seeing Rudy Gobert try to dunk the ball. Jaden still has not unlocked that offensive potential that we so desperately crave. Even though we see flashes of it, he's still averaging just like 10, 11 points, I think. I believe so. It's, it's low. Prize pitch has him as like 11.5 every night. He's not scoring enough points at least for, I think, what our expectations were for a fourth-year leap. We were expecting more scoring from Jaden. Hasn't happened yet. And, I mean, like, bike, bike, Mike Conley, Minnesota Mike. He's a true vet. That's a point guard that you want at the helm of your ship. But he's also aging into his 30s, and we can't ask him to consistently score, you know, 15-plus points, even though he was doing that last season at the end of the regular season. I don't know what there is to say. This Timberwolves team has given me hope and makes me feel like we have a shot. I believe uh, Bill Simmons has us as his top two team in the West. I mean, we are the second seed in the West. But Bill Simmons talking about the Timberwolves in a positive light, I feel like this is a fever dream. I like that that does that does not happen whatsoever. And trade is back. Let's see. Yeah, I'm back. There he is. God, I just, I just had to, had to teach this lady math. Sorry, I thought it was good content to hear me just interacting with the pizza driver mid podcast. But exactly, but yeah. I sorry, I missed. Wolves look great. Missed the second half. It and is a stud. Great, but uh, did you talk about cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I had a lengthy cat conversation. Oh, okay. So yeah, what I'll say is, um, I was like very on like the trade cat bandwagon because like next year like you look at the wolves payroll it's gonna be pretty fucked up especially when Jaden's contract kicks in and contract kicks in along with um 
Yeah, I mean, Kyle Anderson's a free agent. So Conley is too. So it's like, like something's got to give, or you have to like kind of retool with what you have. But like, it's like, damn, like it's yeah, you like it'd be cool to like, trade Cat to get like picks back from that Rudy trade, and like maybe get some like, young, some like good talent around that maybe fits the scheme better. But like, do you do you mess with a good thing? Do you mess with like do you fix something that's not broken? And that's the issue because like yeah, scheme fit. Maybe you'd want another like more three and D type guy at your four position. But on the nights that Ant doesn't score, who's gonna score twenty points per game? Exactly. It's a way to it's a good way to put it. I mean, Jaden offensively looked a lot better this year, but like you I wouldn't rely on him to go out and do that. He hasn't been able to consistently string along games to, to show any proof of him being able to be that kind of scorer. So it has to be Cat, and Cat's been showing it the last couple games. I'm excited to see where the season continues. Maybe we get involved in the Alex Crusoe trade market. I mean, I believe I saw something. You, you guys don't have you guys don't have picks. Yeah, we have picks. We got we got 2030 now. It's been a year later. Oh, 2030. Give me a break. Maybe we have 2031 now. Either way, something something's gonna give, and I think Tim Connolly de- deserves a little pat on the back as we've seen him now. Everyone thought it was the worst trade ever. Best defense, number one defensive player. I mean, it's it still wasn't like <laughs> it, still, it still didn't net. You still didn't net like a good return, or like you gave up a lot, but still. But I mean, it's if they can, hey, if they can go to the finals, like or do something, it'd be worth it. I mean, I think this team like stacks up with anyone in the West outside of Denver. We, I believe, and we, they, I think the Wolves match up good against Denver. I, I mean, we actually beat Denver, and I believe Denver said we were the hardest team they faced in the playoffs. Oh, they did say that. They did. Oh, they did. Hundred percent. Yeah, this is gonna be a. This is good. Timberwolves have adversity. They have expectations. Now we're gonna see their true colors. Can they really be winners? Who's Troy Brown Jr.? Can he be someone? Shake Milton. Can we see him play? Are we going to be able to even watch Leonard Miller play? No, and that's sad, but we all want to see him. Either way, I think we can, uh, unless you have any closing thoughts on the Wolves, Nas Reed. Nas Reed? Nas Reed. Yep, you're, you're Nas Reading. So, yep. yeah, then we move into the second half of our podcast tonight, and our second half starts off with the third quarter of a blistering team. This team has been hot. This team has just been reeling. They have the number one offensive rating in the league by over six points. They have the bet. They have the second. Uh, what was that? Yeah, second best net rating in the league, led by a young gun who just dropped thirty-three, seven rebounds, fifteen assists, two steals in a block. In, in no turnovers. And no turnovers in a win against the best team in the East. I'm talking about the uh, Indiana Pacers. This team's been moving. And Halliburton is doing this virtually on himself. There's no true star next to him. They're fourth in the no. East. They're seven and four. They just got the Obi Toppin trade, and he had 27 and six in that game. He played. Yeah, he played them. This is very well the season, but he hasn't really had the consistent season that I was expecting him to have 
because I picked him nope. to be the most improved player. But this could be a start. And important for uh, the current timeline is that they are 2-0 and in the in-season tournament, which uh, a lot of people had the Pacers pick to win the in-season tournament, and they are well on their way to really? Yeah. A dark I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Halberton's on another level. I mean, another guy the Bulls just painfully passed on when they desperately needed a point guard. You know, I don't, I don't run the show, but um, you know, the claw, the paw was, was you know, that was that was supposed to be the big splash. Yeah, I mean, like it's funny because Halberton's like, yeah, I kind of just like I played a lot of two K and I, <laughs> I put it in the angle where I, like I see everything on the court. And I totally get it. Like my my player when he gets like twenty six games, like twenty like assist game, I'm just seeing everything. Like boom, boom, quick dish out alley oop to Miles Turner, quick dish to a three. Like and he doesn't turn the ball over. Those last two games, he had fifteen and like thirteen dimes, or like twelve or eleven, somewhere between like eleven and thirteen dimes. And he had the fifteen dime game. He didn't have turnovers in either of those games. It's insane. Which like, he's a little like he's a literal engine, and he, it's like. And he's like hitting step back, clutch step back threes, like in crunch time. Like this dude, this dude, I think he's an all NBA player this year. Like no doubt. Like I think he's going to be on one of those all NBA teams this year. Not a question in my mind. Especially if, I mean, like they're fourth in the East right now. They keep that up. They just stay at that pace. They slide around three to five. He's easily an all NBA candidate. The one cool thing I saw on Twitter was a comparison from the 20. 20 draft to the 1996 draft and it was comparing Tyrese Halliburton to Steve Nash it was comparing Tyrese Maxey to AI and it was comparing the Edwards to Kobe Bryant and I was like yeah of course it's a little out there but it's pretty cool like I I like the comparison Halliburton might be better than Steve Nash at least offensively he is okay well Steve Nash was a two-time league MVP Winning over the lights of LeBron, Kobe. Okay, yeah, and one of those he definitely shouldn't have gotten. One of those should have went to Kobe. But like, yes, and like, but also like, the league was so different. Like Halberton, if he was doing that, that in that time, well, the Suns were also a one seed. They were dominant. This the that's, Suns that's part created of the seven second offense. Yeah, yeah. Mike Steve Nash would have Steve Nash would have blossomed in this era. Like. He he was a deadly he was a 50 40 90 shooter basically his entire career. He would have he would have been I think I think I totally think that Tyrese could be molded in the shell of him, but I I, I would watch out by saying that he's gonna be a better player than Steve Nash. That's pretty high. That's high claim. I think he's damn good. <laughs> I just think like offensively he's a little bit more craftier than Steve was, and he's like just as good as a distributor, probably. And not on nearly as good of a team. Totally. So like, just I mean, I don't know. I'm still still very young too, so we'll see. I mean, but how he looks, he looks so good. Like <laughs> he looks really good. And like I think Indiana was like that was a team that was mentioned for like a Levine trade too, which would be kind of in- interesting. Um, just because they have like they have money. Cool. I mean, they have picks. Yeah, I know you're saying no, but like you also have to think like, what is Indiana going to eventually try to do to like upgrade them a little bit more? Go get like um, go get. You a only have Brett. You only have Brett Brown for one more year. 
and I think Brett Brown will just just want to get paid, and I think he eventually will move on. Miles mm-hmm. Turner is really good still. Matherin, I mean, Matherin could be really good. He it's, he's a slow start, but yeah, he I mean he's starting his potential. Yeah, yeah, but he's kind of he's kind of inconsistent too. I don't know. It's just like it's. I think Indiana is like. I think they're really good. I think they could be really good, but I mean they're gonna be one of those teams to watch out for. It's like definitely they're by like no one, no big player is gonna side with Indiana. So that's why I think like I know Lowe mentioned Indiana on the on the pod too. Like it's not like completely out of the question if they were like, you know, a star wants out, they have assets, you know, they might be like, Hey, like let's go give Halberton like another weapon. But wouldn't you rather wait for someone better than Zach Levine? Yeah, I would. I, it was just, I just, it's just an idea. It's just, yeah, you know, no, no, no. It's just, I, I get it. I get it. I just mean, an idea. I, I, I but again, like, like, what big name star is gonna really want to go play with the Pacers? Like, be like, yep, I'm gonna go to Indiana and play with Tyree Hal- Halburn. Like, let's do, let's do it. I think. Well, that's what would attract someone is knowing that you're gonna play with Tyrese. Yeah, yeah. And like, it would probably be someone that he plays on Team USA with. That's probably the only shot. Mm. That team USA yeah. connection is strong. Yeah, about I mean, we all we all we all figured too that this team would be really fun. I mean, we we knew Halberton would take would take a leap this year, but he oh he's taking a big leap. This dude's a stud. This dude's yeah, a stud. I like wonder how he would have worked out in Sacramento next to Fox. I just don't think it would have. I still think it worked out for everyone. Like he's he needed somewhere to have the ball all the time. He needed the blossom. That was on it. Yeah, I think it worked out for everyone. Um, it gave Sacramento a winning team for the first time in forever, and it gave Indiana a future. So, I, yeah, it worked out for everyone. Um, for sure. Well, well I, yeah, let's move it. Let's move into our fourth quarter, and that's kind of revisiting a topic that we've had for the last couple of weeks, kind of just putting a little bow on it, so to speak. Yeah, we've seen it live in action, it's not pretty. <laughs> It's not, not pretty. Pretty. And we're talking about the the Clippers team and the post-James Harden trade. They're 0-5. Their offensive rating has been absolutely booty cheeks. They just they really just don't look good. There's no leader, it seems like. No. Like, it just it feels very not not no, there's no one disgruntled. I mean, Kwai has seemed a little disgruntled, but there's just no like cadence to the order of how the offense should be run and whose time is whose time is it to go because before this trade paul george was averaging like 30 points per game and just absolute score next to Kawhi and russ and now that james here there just seems to be maybe a power struggle is the way to call it and do i think they can figure it out yes it is so early in the season it's only 11 games in you know, by the by the All Star break, they could be a, a top six seed. Like I, I don't think it's over and out for this team whatsoever. But first returns show that it has not been a good mix, and all it's done is allow Tyrese Maxey to blossom into a star, superstar. He's and I said like for most improved player, I'm like if Harden gets traded, watch out for Maxey to go win that award. Looking like he's going to. Yeah. You... But there's like the thing that like it's so frustrating to see is like Harden will like will get these like cor- open like quick threes corner threes and he just hesitates and just wants to like dribble and like throw the ball out of bounds or like try to do something like stu- not really pick and roll actions like have been like slim the few I mean I don't know why he 
Lou like is insistent on bringing Russ out in the clutch and putting Hart in there. Like that last game where they went, they took Zubak out against Denver. I was like so confused. They went small against Denver in the clutch, and then Jokic just started dominating because they didn't have Zubak in the game. Totally. Like Kawhi just kind of seems. It's just like it's a weird mix of those four guys: Russ, Harden. Power struggle almost. I mean, all these guys are outside of Paul George are going to be, I mean, the big three are going to be Hall of Famers. Paul George might not, probably won't. Maybe. All, I think all four of those guys will be Hall of Famers for sure. Paul George will be a Hall of Famer? One time, so. one time MVP? Okay. He didn't win MVP. He was pretty close one year. Oh, yeah, you're right. He was like, but seven. he's just, he's had a great career. I mean, I don't think the NBA Hall of Fame is that like, yeah, I think like, the expectations are a lot lower. It's not like the NFL Hall of Fame, which is, the yeah. Into. Yeah, but I think one of these guys, Russ or, Har- Russ or Harden, is going to really have to come off the bench. And I think it should be Harden. I can, I, I agree. I honestly agree with that. I think it's, they should look at it and just start like Terrence Mann with Russ or Norman Powell. Russ has deserved it. Russ has proven that like he's the energy of this team. He brought it with them last season. They yeah. Started- like through before the Russ trade, I mean before the Harden trade, the Clippers had one of the best records in the league, one of the best offenses in the NBA. And right when they traded for Harden, it's all tanked. And it's like because Russ isn't the the engine anymore. He needs to go back to being the engine, let him be the leader, let Harden come on with the bench guys and let him do his thing. And maybe in crunch time if they can figure it out. But I think Russ should be the starter of this team. I agree. It gives Harden just the freedom to do what he wants with the second with the second unit. Like I think you don't need a third score out there with Kawhi and Paul George. I think that's why I like. I agree. I like Russ starting. And I think you should play Harden more with a second unit, so he has the freedom to go get his buckets and you know do all the step back bullshit threes and you know kind of just run the offense at the pace that he wants to because like. With those four guys out there, like I know there's a long season, but I just I just don't see it gluing. I don't I don't see it gluing in terms of them all being on the court at the same time. Yes. That's that's the part that I think will be a difficult mesh. I do think the team can find success, but it's gonna have to be them learning how to, you know, split up the minutes. They just I just don't think they can all be on the court at the same time. God, Philly's probably just like we dodged the bullet. They're, 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 if there's any like laughing gif, it's that's yeah. <laughs> Max, he looks so good. <laughs> like he's shooting like 50 from the field and 45 from deep, just in, on an absolute train right now. I mean, he dropped 50 last, he dropped 50 and put it up for KO. He, they all said slide for KO. That's what Pat Bev said, and they slid for KO. Also, I don't know if you've really seen anything about this Kelly Oubre stuff. Yeah, I it's so odd, like the the the, the phone, the doorbell footage, and yeah, how, how like why is he on? Why is he on his bike? First of all, after I was like confused, like why is he on his? I mean, like I get how he probably wouldn't know where it happened because he's new to Philly, but why is he on his bike? How did TMZ get access to his Ring doorbell footage? Maybe he doesn't have. Maybe he doesn't have a license either. I don't know. Either maybe he's a bike man. Either what do you mean by that? I said maybe he doesn't have a, li- a license either. <laughs> either like oh like oh oh the- <laughs> yeah like he's a he's a bike man he's 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 a bike man he's eco friendly. Well hey, and, yeah. like, it looked like he was kind of like messed up walking into his apartment. It's it's weird. But, hey prayers to Kelly Oubre. Hope he uh... yeah. I mean he was a really he's looked really nice for them too. 
he has best season of his career. He's on yeah. the bummy ass Charlotte teams. Yeah, but like any other thoughts on the Clippers? Like overall, I just think we'll see. Like time goes on, but it's just looked Harden just like really needs to change. The, he needs to go to the bench, or he needs to play like an actual shooting guard again. He can't be afraid to shoot the ball. Can't be taking all these dribbles. Like this is he is the third fiddle fiddle on this team. I do. Uh, I think. I think. I, we only have a little bit left. Unless, do you want to go over? Do you want to go overtime on our actual overtime? Okay. No, no. We let, me, let me finish up with some overtime thoughts. We have two minutes. Um, one thing I want to say, Rookie of the Year award, Rookie of the Year award looked rigged. I said at the beginning, Chet Holmgren, I think he's going to have a better season, but voters are going to give it to Victor. I think that's going to happen. He's having a better season overall. Efficiency is off the board. Yes, Victor's doing more, but Chet's looked like a better player. On top of that, the Rockets are back. The Rockets are yes, back. Yes, the Rockets Austin, are back. Austin Rivers was right last season when Austin Rivers and the Timberwolves beat the Rockets. He said they need some vets on that team. Yeah, a bunch of boys. What are Dylan they? Dylan Brooks has been playing really well. They get two veterans, gritty vets, and look at this team. Look at this team. They're they're top six in the West. They're playing great basketball. This team is looks really good. They're littered with young talent. Um, they have the tenth. They have the tenth in offensive rating, ninth in defensive rating, fifth. In net rating, this team looks good. Another point I want to make, Asur Thompson. This guy, this guy is gonna be a all defensive player many yeah. times, like all defensive team player, many times in his career. He's gonna make an all rookie team, like I called it. He's legit. Marcus yeah. Sasser, another Detroit Piston. This dude's legit. He's getting minutes yeah. with Jaden Ivy right now. 25th pick. I love it. Yeah, that's that's. It's, I like the Jordan Hawkins kid in, from the Pelicans too. Cool. He's been playing really well. Yes. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's an absolute. He's an absolute like heater from downtown. I think he's gonna pass the the rookie three point record, which I think uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell still holds, or maybe Luca broke it. Or maybe I don't know. Broke it. I think he has. He's made the most threes through X many games for a rookie. Yeah. So. He's been fun too. Well, hey, our overtimes is going to look kind of a lot like that, kind of like PTI, little little flash yeah. at the end. And uh, Trig's got to get to his uh, chicken wing and ice cream dinner that he has. Yeah, seated. sorry, I, I ate chicken wings, two chicken wings live on the podcast. That was rude, but I just couldn't wait. They looked so good. <laughs> that, was, that was rude, but all that I know is there's no more right on the bench. It's Jack and Trig, and we're all okay. Don't tell me anything. I'm still on, still on, uh, somewhere through season five. It's so good. It's so good. It suits It gets so much better, dude. On season six now. Where are you at? Where are you at in suits? In season eight. You're on season eight. How? I've been binging it, dude. You are like, do you do sleep at night? Do you just watch the show? Yeah. Oh, okay. I found a website to watch down for free. It's not as good as Netflix, but it does does the job.